All right, it's Keith Baldry, Baldry's Beat, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Okay, so the UBCM is underway. This is the Union of BC Municipalities, the annual gathering of mayors, councillors, right, all in one spot. Big, big event this every single event. year happening big, in Vancouver right now. It's a big event this year. So for the first couple of years of the pandemic, there was no meeting. You couldn't meet at all. Then it slowly caught back to, to life last year. This is the first time, I think, a real... 100% all hands on. For people who don't know what this is, how big a deal this is, this is the biggest political gathering in BC. So you've got every MLA there. Yeah. You've got pretty well every MP there. Mm. Uh, you've got political leaders of all stripes. You've got business leaders there. But you've got also got all the mayors and many town councillors, particularly of small towns. So BC is unique in that everyone is there, both rural and urban. A lot of provinces split. Their, their annual meetings between urban mayors and councils and rural mayors. This brings everyone together. I've been, well, covered more than 20 of them. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's a big schmooze fest. It's the ultimate networking event. But it's also a once-a-year chance for mayors, for example, and councillors to get in front of a cabinet minister yeah. for half an hour and air their grievance or their pet cause, their pet project, and try to convince the government to, to get some action. So a lot of work gets done at these things. Yes. And I looked at a couple a couple of ministers showed me their schedules tomorrow, for example. They are just back to back to back to back to back like planes over LaGuardia, you know, <laughs> eight till five, no yeah. break. Yeah. Um, but there's also the plenary resolutions, yeah. which is why everybody in the same room passing motions. And some of the big topics this year, of course, are is drug use. Yes. Particularly the ongoing concern that decrim is not working the way it supposed to. We just had the government finally announce, as we've discussed in this program, the banning of uh, illicit drug use in in any a case involving uh, kids. I think UBC, 15 meters away from a kiddie pool. And I think UBCM wants to go further than that. You're going to what, see, they want to go to 16 meters? I, yeah, I think they want to I, go. I, I thought this was the most bizarre thing I'd ever heard, that you can't smoke crack within 15 meters of a wading pool. But you can smoke at 16 meters. 16 so. meters away. So look for some... Um, some action on that or some votes on that. Yesterday, Dr. Bonnie Henry was at a panel, uh, got a lot of attention for yeah. remarks today, saying you have to have some patience on decrim, but it's certainly sympathetic to what is being voiced out there. And so what you've got at UBCM this week is a lot of small towns. You know, the mayor of Smithers is, it was up yesterday saying, you know, everybody focuses on the downtown east side. We have the exact same problem, albeit on a smaller scale, in downtown Smithers. So this is happening, and, and we get these depressing stats every month from the coroner's office of the opioid deaths. Yes. And they break them down by gender, by age, and by geographic location. And it's becoming apparent, well, it's been apparent for years now. I don't think a lot of people get their heads around this. This is not a downtown east side problem. Yeah. This is a problem right across the province. And that's another thing you're going to hear from delegates at UBCM is they all represent Towns of varying population sizes and geographical areas, and they all have the same problem. They all have a drug problem. I detect that government is getting set to bend here on decriminalization, especially when it comes to public drug use. I think you're going to see EB bring in a wider ban on public drug use, tougher restrictions, and also the so-called safe supply of drugs. We talked about this yesterday on the show, and the concerns being raised whether this, this safe supply of opioid pills are being diverted and maybe ending up in the hands of kids or in schools. So I think if you just read between the lines of what government officials are saying on this, well, we're reviewing it. They're going to do something. It was interesting. The last legislative session, the language being used by the government had a not-so-subtle shift. Yeah. Suddenly, EB, I remember one day watching in the sitting in the House during question period, and out of the blue, he said, well, keep in mind, the decriminalization thing is an experiment. 
So it wasn't etched in stone. And so I thought, hmm, that's an experiment. Well, it's an experiment that's subject to change. So I agree with you. I'm not sure we're going to see legislation. And keep in mind, this ban on um, things in parks came as a result of a Health Canada. It's federal. Federal. And then the province was able to just basically shoehorn themselves in on that. So we respectfully report it's going to require legislation or regulation. So that was able to be done just simply with a Health Canada edict. Other things presumably are going to be done over the fall as well, whether it's legislation, whether it's a cabinet order. But I agree with you. The, the decriminalization file is changing and evolving because there are so many concerns associated. I don't think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to end. I don't think safe supply is going to end, but I think you're going to see some regulations perhaps attached yeah. to safe supply to prevent some of the things that are going on that are the, the proverbial unforeseen circumstance yeah. uh, uh, results. Yeah, I think that's coming for sure. Let's talk about grocery prices and grocery store CEOs summoned to Ottawa yesterday, got called on the carpet and got chewed out apparently behind closed doors by one of Trudeau's ministers. You better lower your prices here. Trudeau saying he wants a plan by Thanksgiving mm. to lower food prices or else maybe they'll bring in a tax on them. Now, this is interesting because Jugmeet Singh had been calling for this excess profit tax on the grocery stores for over a year. And let's go back one year because this is Trudeau responding to Jugmeet Singh on this idea to tax the grocery stores here to punish them. And here's what Trudeau said a year ago. Have a listen to this. The last thing we want to do is uh, put on a tax that people then just pass along to the consumers. So we have to be careful about what we're doing. Uh, but I don't think that the uh, simplistic solution, as satisfying as it might sound, uh, is necessarily the right approach. So that was his response to Singh a year ago. Doesn't yeah, want I, to bring in the tax, he'll just get passed along to consumers. Your yeah, I, I think he hasn't changed his position, even though he's publicly musing about a tax. I don't think you're going to see a tax. But I do think yesterday, dog, a bit of a dog and pony show, bringing in the CEOs, a bit of a photo op. Um, but it allows basically him to sort of co-op Singh in a way. That is meaning Singh halfway. Uh, you heard him characterize Singh's approach. <clears throat> the, the answer is to soak the rich, you know, tax the corporate profits, soak the CEO's salary as a simplistic approach that doesn't ultimately change uh, what's going on. I don't think he's changed his position on that. But I think yesterday was all about – it follows the, the getting rid of the GST on rental construction. You're yeah. starting to finally see, as a result, I think, some frustration expressed by the caucus of the Liberal Party that we're doing nothing. We're just sitting here as a punching bag. And taking it all, at least do something. So yesterday, yeah. you know, people criticize the photo op. Nevertheless, it's going to be not a bad photo op to bring in the CEOs and sort of read the proverbial riot act. But I don't think he's going to bring in the tax. Okay, let's listen to Polyev here, his chief opponent here, federal conservative leader. Here's Polyev on the threat to tax the grocery stores. Have a listen. Will carrots be back down to their original price by Thanksgiving because of this big uh, photo op he's holding with gro grocery store CEOs, this is more political theater. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, if we'll the grocery see. store chains come out with some sort of a plan saying, okay, here's your plan to lower grocery stores, then Trudeau can take credit for it. Yep. Yeah. I'm not sure they will come up with a plan, but they don't like government They'll probably interference. do something. But They'll they do may, something. you know, they're going to point to the supply chain. They're at the mercy of a supply chain that's international in scope in many cases. You know, the price of pork rising was forecast two years ago because of what's going on in the States in terms of the pork supply down there. So a lot of this stuff was foreseen, and they'll blame the supply chain, but maybe they'll agree to some sort of plan that addresses the, the supply chain. Yeah. Other sectors yeah. have done that. Right. Maybe that's an out for the, the food industry. Okay, Adam Walker speaking out here now. This is the NDP MLA who was booted from the, the government caucus this week over some 
some sort of a human resources complaint. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> shrouded in secrecy. Yeah. We don't know exactly why this guy has been booted, but let's listen to David E.B. here. So you'll hear E.B. Uh, explaining why the, he booted this guy out of the government caucus. And then you'll hear from the MLA himself here, Adam Walker, saying he's going to fight back. Have a listen. Caucus received a complaint in late July from uh, an employee. This is an internal human resources process. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, taking that investigation to arbitration so that I can clear my name and can continue serving the people of this community with the dignity and respect that I have up until this point. Okay, so well, he's the, going the, to clear his name. The, the bit of news we got yesterday was from Adam Walker, uh, which is he disclosed there is an arbitration process, which we didn't know until he disclosed that. Yeah. So there appears to now this is uh, there's BCGU staff uh, in some positions in the BC in the NDP. Um, They're unionized and caucus. So yeah. there is a unionized element. There's a collective agreement that David Eby referred to. I can only assume, and again, careful what you assume in these things, that uh, in within that process that's in the collective agreement that deals with situations like this, that there is an arbitration process that Walker's referring to. So he interviewed with us yesterday with Richard Zussman. He, he said he's looking forward to getting um, uh, this arbitration process underway and to clear his name, and he expects to be back in caucus. <laughs> okay. The, the, and the, it's not a sexual harassment thing, according to Dave Eby. It's not a criminality thing. It's a complaint by a staff member that, again, Eby... About something. About something, and Eby took it upon himself to expel Walker. Right. So, and it's not about the deer. This was the guy who fought the deer you know, last week. Fought the deer that attacked his dog. Right. And that, that was his biggest claim to fame before he got kicked Nobody out of caucus. Nobody knew Adam Walker was until he took on that deer, the deer yeah. hunter at Parksville Qualifier. So apparently that's been confirmed as well. This has nothing to do with him getting gored by a deer. The deer did okay, not so, But, you know, the problem with this, this story is we don't know what happened, right? And the people in this riding are supposed to figure out, why has my MLA been well, kicked out of this caucus? Hopefully the arbitration thing happens sooner than later and doesn't drag on for months. Yeah, Get yeah, hopefully. Baldry's Beat, right to your phone calls. Peter in Kelowna. Hi, Peter, go ahead. Yeah, hi, guys. I uh, appreciate your time. You know, these grocery stores, um, I think they've made $10 billion or $10 billion in sales, and their profit was around $3 billion for round numbers. We're talking a 3% profit margin on private for corporate companies. Like, I don't understand how the government thinks they can mandate a, a private corporation you know, to, to alter their prices somehow. Like, these are razor-thin margins to begin with. I know it's it's a big number, $3 billion, but it's 3% profit margin on publicly traded companies that also have an obligation to their shareholders. So I, I don't see how the government can step into the middle of that. Yeah, so wage and price controls were a big thing in the 70s. Yeah. You know, problematic to say the least. But that was when inflation was like, you know, 10 12%. Interest yeah. rates were 19%. Right. We're now inflation's below 4% or whatever. Um, so there is no stage set for price controls politically, which is why I don't think you're going to see the Trudeau government do that. I just, I just don't think the, the circumstances warrant that type of dramatic government intervention into the marketplace to start fixing prices. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, so it's a bluff by that's Trudeau. What, that's what a tax does. It starts to, to fix prices. Or at least attempts to fix prices. The argument is, oh, they're just going to pass it on to you, you know, in a different way. Yeah, I just think it's kind of bizarre. Like you're saying that if you make too much money, we'll we'll tax you. Mm -hmm. Well, are you saying that you'll also pass a concurrent law that you cannot 
pass that along to your customers? Yeah, no. You're not allowed to raise your prices anymore? Like, I think this is a bit of saber rattling and photo opping by yeah. Justin Trudeau, which is probably going to have a bit of the effect he's looking for. Yeah. Chris and Langley. Hi, Chris. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know about the solutions uh, being actually uh, implemented and actually working, but uh, what about uh, the carbon tax? Uh, apparently, it's the the bane of everybody's existence, and it's the uh, reason for all our problems. What happens if they uh, just uh, specialize or made it more specific and got rid of it for transportation and farming, let's say? Oh. Again, I don't believe that it'll actually do anything, and they'll just take that process themselves. But, you know, that might be one way to look at it as far as uh, trying to alleviate prices, and I don't know how it would work or not. Well, the carbon tax is in its infancy outside of British Columbia. We've had a carbon tax since 2008. Our carbon tax has been rising steadily for 15 years. It is now a huge line item in the B.C. budget of $2.3 billion. You're not going to see B.C. United, I don't think, or any other parties wave a wand and say, we're going to get rid of that $2.3 billion by getting rid of the carbon tax. Too much money. But it's a different thing in other provinces where it hasn't reached that level of, uh, of revenue for the federal government, even though they've got a whole bunch of credits that are supposed to offset this thing. You're not supposed yeah. to be yeah. a net payer, but it's a little more complicated than that. But I think the carbon tax, Polyev has jumped on this, whether it's a carbon tax or something else, because it's just a nice slogan for any opposition party to use, and that's ax the tax. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's the carbon tax, the gas tax, what name a tax. It's just yeah. a nice slogan for the government to have, and the carbon tax just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time for those who support it, given what Polyev's pushing for. Yeah. Tim and Kamloops. Hi, Tim. Go ahead. Hi there. Yeah, very quickly, um, in the issue of photo ops, yeah, it may be with the food giants there, but let, let's face facts. At the same time, you got somebody like Pierre Polyev, who just did a massive re-image like a Miami Vice cast member over the summer. <laughs> and as well, too, I know, Mike, in your, for, your previous uh, interview there with the guy who said Trudeau was just an actor, so was Ronald Reagan, the bastion of American capitalism, who raised taxes near the end of his term. Thanks, guys. Yeah, okay. Thank yeah, yeah, that. no, that's, that's a very good, uh, salient point there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's foolish to dismiss Trudeau as just an actor. I mean, the guy's been prime minister for eight years. He's, you know, he's got his bona fides. You're telling me Polyev doesn't do a little acting now and then on the political stage? That's that's part of politics. You've got to be a good performer. Yeah. And Polyev's a good performer, so is Trudeau. Yeah. Mike and Vernon. Hey, Mike, go ahead. Hey, morning, guys. Hey, um, you know, on this food thing, um, we talk about, you know, how much profit these companies like Loblaws, Costco, Walmart, and what have you are making. But what we don't do is we don't break down the fact that they also sell a lot of other stuff. I mean, Shoppers Drug Mart is part of, I believe, Loblaws or Westlands, can't remember which one it is, and stuff like that. So if, if we break it down to just pure food sales and see what their profits are, I bet it's pretty small. The other stuff is what keeps them going. And Costco, remember, Costco Corporation, the, the vast bulk or the vast bulk of their profit is actually membership fees. The mm. um, the mm. food sales and all the other sales through there basically okay. cover the cost of the operation. Thanks for the call. Twenty seconds. Yeah, Costco that is a big as a member of Costco. Yeah, you pay your membership fees. Sure. <laughs> you know, over ten years, that's a big. That's a big. Um, a fee you're paying, but yeah. you're, you know you get the benefits. Worth of, it. But it's worth it. It is worth it. But I, again, bottom line, I don't see Trudeau starting to fix prices in the grocery stores.